Sending you a text about Pixabay. Oh, fuck. And I got a beep boop. Oh, that's from you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I am so stupid. I love it so much. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. All right. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of THC True Hollywood Crime. I'm your host, Mariah. This is your other host, Bailey. It's me. It's B. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy VD. If I'm going to be on my shit and get this edited on time and so we will released. be releasing on Valentine's Day. So happy Valentine's Day, everyone. Right, see you next Tuesday, bitches. It's right. This is our Valentine's Day episode. Notoriously always a great episode, I feel like. Well, it's always an episode. <laughs> it's always an episode, <laughs> an episode and a half. To be remembered. I don't know if it's a great episode, but our Valentine's Day episodes are usually pretty rememberable so should we start off with how the episode almost didn't happen Ooh, yeah okay you had thrown a big hitter at me and then you're like no that's boring let's do something more fun for valentine's day because then i started looking up because there's no valentine's day we've been there done that murders Mm -hmm. there was one that we made stretch our first valentine's day i can't remember what we did last year and then after I just said how memorable of episodes mm-hmm. we have. Um, so then I was like, well, wait, we don't need to look up Valentine's Day. Let me look up like killer couples. Yep. And that led me to a great like resource material. There's a lot out there. Yeah. So I sent you one mm-hmm. and then I found one that worked better for the theme. And I sent you that one and it was very confusing. Yeah. And so <laughs> you did the first one I sent. Well, and then that one is awful and you have that to look forward to you guys but so i text you like oh my god you picked a real doozy and you're like huh yeah lol you're like like, really um i thought maybe you meant that the movie was really bad okay sure it's hard because you said you picked a real doozy and then you put a crying emoji which for us could could be anything. anything Yeah. So it's hard. I didn't know which way to take it. I didn't know if you meant it was funny. I didn't know if you meant like it was really sad. Yeah. So we figured this out, what, three hours ago? Yeah. Literally (laughs) three hours ago, I was sitting in your kitchen and we were talking about how you needed an axe. And I'm like, that's so crazy because there's no mention of an axe in my case. And then you brought me the picture and you're like, look at this. And I'm like, uh, that's the wrong one. Yeah. And I was like, well, maybe I can just power read some articles about it. And then I realized how serious of a case it was. And, <laughs> and I was why like, I'm so no, upset. no, no, no. We need to <laughs> take our time. So that'll be next episode. And congratulations, and- you guys. I love you all so much. We pulled it off. I know. So B watched the movie yeah. in a couple hours, which for you. With our husbands drunk. So drunk. Screaming in the background. So drunk watching the UFC Our fight. kids drunk off of themselves play drunk screaming at each other i've got one earpiece in making dinner and taking notes for you guys so happy valentine's day and i can't believe it because you never like just watch a movie no you watch these movies i don't even do this for like pleasure for myself first yeah no only for you guys when i do this we try to put a movie on for b she's up oh train cheers train cheers kicking the episode off right I'm liking this. I'm excited. Uh-huh. Things are working out. <laughs> you better knock on um, some motherfucking wood, meow, bitch. Meow, 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 meow. Um, so, yeah, you normally 
can't just sit down and watch a movie. You're usually, we call it bumper carring, but you're usually up and bouncing around. I have doing no shit. chill. No chill. No chill. So the fact that she did this for you guys, what a sacrifice, what a commitment because to our podcast. It's true love. <laughs> so for Valentine's Day, I got be a Valentine's Day present. Mm-hmm. Do you want to open your Prezi? I do. And we're going to open it while we drink my contribution and pre- present tonight, The Surge. We Have made, we talked about surges on here? How drunk it's gotten me and Nick, I think, a, f- a few times. Okay, so explain what a surge is. Because first of all, I'll say I was trying to surprise B and make our infamous kinky pinkies. It, it just hasn't been happening for us. We wanted to do it, what, for our New Year's episode, I think? And I also wanted to do it for your birthday, but we were both too hungover yeah. to even think about it. Right. So I was like, oh, Valentine's Day. We can't find kinky pink, <laughs> at least here in Northern California. And the only other thing that's going to get me kinky pink drunk so far has been Surge. Lo- oh. Long Islands. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Long Islands have me putting hand towels in places all over the place. Long Islands had me um, acting a complete fool at your <laughs> wedding. But yes, Nick and I, for whatever reason, if we drink three or more surges which is a white claw that is eight percent usually so they're higher four. yeah double mm-hmm. white claw same size can same size can same taste which is terrifying and is there energy involved or is it just a double i think it's just double the alcohol okay yeah and so the first time nick and i drank them was his uncle's funeral when we drained the battery in the car yeah because we didn't want to be in the same hotel as our kid yeah so we got blacked out in the back of the forerunner as the responsible adults and parents do (laughs) and then the other time was when we were in san jose i think this last round we Mm. got surges when we were walking around doing the christmas and we just got white girl fucking wasted it takes us to another planet and it's crazy because we all have such high alcohol we all drink so much tolerances Mm -hmm. and then um we were just talking about how my husband was bicycling home i thought from your house however long ago but it might have been something else he might have been at like a bar watching a fight or a game or something yeah but he was bicycling home and he had had two Two surges surges. with a shot of vodka poured into him and now he's crashing his bike (laughs) into bushes it's like what this man bicycles everywhere. It makes us look like amateurs. <laughs> so we decided to turn them into our classic. So we're drinking our tickety talkities, yeah. which is, as any listener would know, vodka wine seltzer mix. Um, but instead of a regular seltzer, we're doing surges. So mm-hmm. strap in. We'll see what happens. Okay. Now that we're strapped, let's unwrap. Also, I got a message from um, somebody on Instagram. We were just kind of going back and forth and they were real sweet. Don't open it yet. And uh, she basically was just saying, and by the way, me and my best friend are getting together at the time tonight and we're going to drink. We're going to try tickety talkities. Oh, cute. And I was like, great. Well, I hope we get a review. Buckle in. because I want to know what happens to them. (laughs) I want to know how many they drink and if they like them and the shenanigans but look at the look at the influence we're having on the people i know oh even tonight you googling like romantic drinks or whatever what did you find a vodka crayon with a splash of lime they called it a sweetheart drink of the sweetheart or whatever and it was literally like vodka cranberry juice yeah Yeah. (laughs) it's a 
fucking vodka crayon. And they're like, oh, to make it romantic, put rose petals in it. I'm like, what the fuck? get those rose petals out of my drink. I don't want fucking plants in my drink. I don't drink. want potpourri. <laughs> All right. So this was supposed to have the kinky pink. It's very pretty. In it. Like it was, I have other things in there, but I was like, oh, and I'll put a bottle of kinky yeah. pink in there. It'll be a big surprise. So there's no kinky pink. So it's half a gift. Yeah. But, you know, enjoy. It's really pretty. The first two things on the top are from the dollar store. And I just saw them and thought of you. So. Yay. Dollar 25. Sorry, the dollar 25 store. I mean, shit, the paper alone. I know. <gasps> Yay. Golf socks. Golf socks. And they're men's. Thank God. Yeah. So they'll definitely fit my ginormous yes. feet. So you love socks. You love oh, golf. They're a little sparkly. Oh, that's from the paper. Probably. <laughs> or from this guy. It's a St. Patty's Day sparkly fuzzy gnome. Yeah, well, St. Patty's Day gnome. And he's gnome. a ginger. Well, I mean, it is St. Patty's Day. Have some respect. He's a gingy. All right, he's staying out with us tonight. A little mascot. All right, and then here's your real gift. Okay. Oh, it's a box. I like a hefty box. Oh, it's horror trivia, a trivia game of twisted terror. And it's a very cool looking box. And it says ages 13 and up. So here, let's see it. Yeah. Let's open it up and ask you some trivia questions. Oh, no, this is going to be embarrassing. No, because the sample questions were such easy softball questions. I'm like, okay, there's going to be stuff in here she can for sure answer. Let's hope. Like, like the first one, like one of the like sample questions is, um, uh, what classic horror movie is set in Haddonfield, Illinois? Okay. So I'm like, okay, we're going to have some that we can answer. And to be fair, guys, remember, I've never claimed to have good taste in movies. <laughs> well, this is horror movies. I know, but I'm just well, saying. it's going to be the classy edition? Well, exactly. Like some people like the classic horrors. I didn't even know that Godzilla was considered a horror movie and it's the biggest franchise Girl, of all I don't time. think anybody knew that. I think our podcast taught the people that. Right. Well, you're welcome, the people. If we've taught the podcast, if we've taught listeners anything, it's how to make a strong drink, that Godzilla is a horror franchise, and what a hectare is. number one. Yeah. <laughs> what a hectare is. That's an old throwback. And I and by the way, we all forgot yeah. what hectare is. I always forget. I forgot it was even a word. I know. I bring it up all the time. Let's I talk think about it's a meshman again. <laughs> and also London geography. Abs. Oh, Thames. Oh my gosh. It's so much to open. Hold on. Please pause. Yeah. You better watch out how you handle my box. Oh. <laughs> it's Valentine's Day. I'll be as rough with Whoa, your box as I dang, want. Talk dirty to me. <laughs> She's biting it. Always. We're getting mouthy. <laughs> Biting and spitting. And no tequila yet either. Oh, oh my, my gosh. Oh my God. Okay. So we're at the dollar store, right? Ooh, me and Lou. Okay. I was getting there. Okay. So me and Lou are at the dollar store and I forgot I still had my work apron on. Mm-hmm. I was like, we're getting out of the car. I'm like, oh shit, I got to take my apron off. And he's all, what? And I'm all, I have to take my apron off? And he's like, oh, I thought you said you have to take your bra off. And I'm like, what part of my personality makes you think that I'd be taking my bra off as we walk into as, the in a Dollar, Dollar Tree, Tree parking lot? And he kind of just looked at me. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and I'm sober. And he's like, well, see, that's the problem. He's like, there that's is- why I knew something was wrong. That's <laughs> well, why I all, questioned it. He's all, there is a part of your personality that I know very well would be taking their bra off at a Dollar Tree parking lot. <laughs> like, well, not 
sober I right? don't. Right, not now, sir. Get it together. Okay. Uh, wow. Sorry. That's not an answer. What is the name of the camp in the first installment of Friday the 13th? Is B, if you don't get this. Crystal Lake? Is that your answer? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, the way that they w- phrase the question. <laughs> oh, well, with your Camp Crystal Lake backpack No, and this t-shirt. is literally why I don't test well. I got, I was hyperventilating. <laughs> I was so scared. What, it, um, okay, let's see. Hmm. Because that's like the trick question in Scream, right? Like, who's the first killer? Yeah. Or, or the, who's the killer but in the first But that's not Friday? a trick question if you're a horror movie fan everybody knows that answer i got so nervous you would have never gotten that question wrong in scream what is the name of the character in poltergeist who says they're here the little girl do you know her name no okay that's fine nobody does carol ann oh yeah we did that episode too. i know again another really remember okay here we go what is the name of the possessed doll in child's play chucky charles lee ray the good guy doll Correct. Damien Thorne is the name of the possessed child in what 1976 movie? The Omen. Correct. Oh, if I had a boy, I definitely would have considered naming him Damien. <laughs> that would have been amazing. How many are you going to make me do? So many. This, oh. is, this is the gift part for you, knowing that I'm over here just breaking out in hives. You know what's funny is there's no way you're going to get this one, but it does have Sam Neill in it. Oh, you won't know it. What sci-fi horror film does a black hole unleash its evil upon the actors Lawrence Fishburne and Sam Neill? Lawrence Fishburne and And Sam Sam Neill. Neill. Sounds like something we need to watch this weekend. And it's a black hole? That unleashes evil onto the... Is it the fog? No. The thing? No. Event Horizon. (gasps) That sounds like a real movie. I can't wait to watch that. (laughs) That's a gift in itself right there. All right. Last one. And this one's perfect because it's, uh, I don't know if it's the sequel or whatever. Just we were just talking about it. What body part was the creature after in the movie Jeepers Creepers? The eyeballs. Yeah, that's right. The eyeballs. Jeepers Creepers. Creepers. Where'd you get get those peepers? (laughs) Meow, 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 meow. So there you go. That's so fun. We'll ask you a couple every episode. And it'll encourage me to watch new movies like Event Event Horizon. Horizon. Who knew? <laughs> All right, B. Anything else? What do you want to talk about? Your oh, week at work sucked. Notes. Mine was busy. You didn't even notice my hair. I didn't. Look how dark it is. I love it. I mm, love how dark it is. You have notice. no color. Just this dark color. Yeah, no. Co- that's the biggest difference. Yeah, mm-hmm. I went the all no, no dark. Oh, it's no. not natural because it's dyed, but it's close to my natural color for sure, which is really dark. That's exciting. Yeah, what I figured was the inspiration. I'm just tired of the blue. And you took my color out and your colors out. God, we're so fucking old. The closer we get to Valentine's Day, I'm like, let's just dye it black, baby. I love that. You know what I mean? For sure. And dark hair is coming back in. Wednesday Adams has had a profound impact. I've been yeah. dying blondes dark for Should a I dye my straight. hair black? Too? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. You're ready to kill me. Uh, it's getting better as the ice melts. Okay. So... Last episode, you had told me about The Last of Us. Yes. Are you still watching? Yeah, I just haven't watched. The We're latest. an episode behind. Yeah, me too. The last one we watched was with Nick Offerman. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was a lot. So we're a couple behind me. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Anyways, love it. Yeah. Love your recommendation. So good. But then, of course, how funny that immediately I go back to work and I see on the news deadly fungal infection. Of course. Valley fever that kills one in a hundred sufferers is spreading across the U.S. because of climate change. And where is it going to target? deserty fucking states like us like california and nevada and then we're in the car nick and i and i'm telling him about the show and i'm telling him about like the spores and it getting into the food and blah 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 blah. and he's like that's really fucking clever because that could absolutely happen yeah i'm sure people thought about for sure wipe us the fuck out and he's like that's really smart and I'm like oh my god you think it's smart and the internet says it's true I'm like oh this is gonna happen (laughs) so thanks for sending me down that rabbit hole that was a lot of fun just remember if it happens it's a bullet straight to the brain baby yeah we'll have to go out at some point apparently there's gonna be a new crazy experimental horror movie called Skinamarink stop because Zoe just learned that song this week. Which I love. I'm like, oh my God, that's so... So what's it going to be about? I don't Lamb know. It says it leaves viewers paralyzed with fear. Because um, they have to listen to that song all day? Okay. It's Canadian. It says it follows two kids who wake up to discover their parents are gone. Mm. So there you go. That's all I'm giving you. Okay. But I'm excited. You know what was not exciting? Amazon original shotgun wedding with Josh Dumel and Jennifer Lopez. Oh, I could have told you that one, B. Yeah, but no You know shit. who carried the whole movie? Jennifer Coolidge. Of course. Incredible. A queen. She carried the whole movie. I stayed up and laughed and thought it was so fun. Nick laughed a few times. Well, what more of a five-star review do you need? So it's awful. Yeah. But in a... I thought in a good, awful way. Nick's like, no, it, it's awful in an awful way. And I'm like, yeah, but you smirked and you giggled. So shut the fuck up. My coworker was telling me about the new one on Netflix, which is Reese Witherspoon and Ashton Kutcher. Okay. Which I've heard nothing but terrible things about. Mm-hmm. She really liked it. She thought it was really cute. I'm going to love it. And you know what's crazy is everyone was saying that like, oh, they're trying to bring a rom-com back, but with zero chemistry. They have no chemistry. And that's why I brought up to her. I'm like, yeah, everyone says that they have no chemistry. And she's like, the point of the movie is that they're never together. She's like, they're like best friends living on like opposite coasts and they need whatever she said. They need each other for some reason. They end up like switching houses. And so like the whole time it's them communicating, but they're not in the same room together. Yeah. And I'm like, well, that's fucked up. You can't say they don't have any chemistry. If they're the not movie, together. They're not together. Yeah. So she said it was really good. I'm sure I'll love it. And then you just came out too, which I have to watch. Oh, yeah. I need to be ready for that. And Penn Badgley said, because Cardi B really wants to be on you. And he said how much he would love it if Cardi B was the one to finally kill his character. Ooh, he also dealed himself to have less sex scenes out of respect for his wife. He's like, I've done it for two seasons. He's like, we know where we're at. Mm. Which I thought was interesting. Fantastic. Yeah. I'm like, I'm he, here for it. And he's a TikTok king. Yeah. Yo, his, his TikTok's great. Oh my gosh. He I, just dances. Oh, that's fun. He does dancing TikToks. That's silly. It's so funny. I love that. It's great. He's good at it. You know what's not great and that I didn't love? Uh oh. Megan. Oh, yeah. It's the robot so child. So bad. Scary movie. So bad. 
Okay, what's bad about it? Everything. Everything. I hated the <laughs> acting. I hate the main actress. I hate what they do to the poor little girl. I felt bad for the robot <laughs> thing. Okay. Because, like, it's built to protect this girl. And so that's what it does. And so, yeah, it goes a little crazy and does some weird shit. But it does it do its job well? Yes. Exactly. Right? This is what you wanted. Right. Right. So, no, I hate it. I hate it so much. It was such a bore. Snooze a ruse. All right. And then the two things I had on my phone, I remember one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, California were like second on the list of worst drivers. Well, what's your definition of worst? DUIs, accidents, oh, yeah. tickets. <laughs> I was like aggressive, sure. No. You got to get out of the way, though, no. huh? If you're not from here, fucking move. We drive really fast because the traffic's so bad. It's crazy. So if you have a clear shot where there's no traffic, fucking move. Go. Get away. Move, bitch. And then, oh, oh, but also here could be another reason why Northern California found Ukiah man not guilty of DUI deciding his actions were justified after he was caught cheating on his wife so it was necessary <laughs> to allow him to escape the two angry women that's funny so maybe that's why we're on the list because yeah, we're be. like the DUI is totally justified he was cheating and they were gonna I mean, fucking kill him fair <laughs> that's so funny and that's why we love California never leaving baby west coast is the best coast so yay fun news Love it. Mm-hmm. Cool. Anything else? No. All right. Perfect. I don't have anything to review. I've just been reading my gay Harry Potter fan fiction. That's it. And you still love it? Well, okay. So now I finished the first fan fiction. Okay. And yes, I loved it so much. <clears throat> but then I found out somebody wrote a fan fiction based on that fan fiction, which oh, is it's the exact same thing. But the first one I read was through Remus Lupin's point of view, the werewolf guy. And so this one's through Sirius Black's point of view. So you could just be doing this shit for the rest of your life. Just Possibly. finding a new point of view. I was thinking about, I'm like, I wonder if they made one from James Potter's point of view. That'd be pretty good. Yeah. But this one's great too. It's Sirius Black's point of view. Fun. Fantastic. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. I mean, I'll watch the same shit just in a remade version. I mean, I loved the How I Know What You Did Last Summer remake. And I loved the... Pretty Little Liars remake and all that cheesy bullshit. Yeah. It's the same shit. New people. Well, and it's fun to plan. have a different <coughs> POV because in the first one, it's obviously Remus Lupin's POV through the whole thing. They never switch. It's always him. Yeah. And so it's a lot of like, oh, if he's questioning this or that or whatever. And then you're reading it through the other guy's point. I guess the hard part would be is like if you really like the style of writing from one person so to another. it's pretty similar. Okay. She basically redid what the first lady did okay. but did it through Sirius's point of view and so the only thing that she added was there's some stuff that obviously that character is going through on his own timeline so she added that stuff to it <coughs> but yeah I mean I really like it. It's Fun. great. I would totally read the exact same thing in James Potter's point of view <coughs> if someone has written that I will read it. There you go. It's so, so if any of you know that, Ooh. drop it in the comments. <laughs> My gay Harry Potter fan fiction. I love it. All right, cool. So if you are listening and you want to play along to our THC drinking game, 
take a drink of whatever you're drinking anytime you hear the train, which we just did already. We cheers. We mentioned a badass big sister. We mentioned an old THC episode. We mentioned our favorite TV show, Monk. Or if we spill something. Love it. Let's do it, babe. I'm going to top us off with the rest of the surge. Oh, my God. Fear. Fear for your lives. Why do we Why do we keep buying this shit? Nick and I buy it when we go out of town because we know we're going to get crazy. And <laughs> yeah. then we always end up with at least four leftover because we black out. <laughs> Making me sleepy. <coughs> Okie dokie. So this week's episode in honor of Valentine's Day, we are doing the Lonely Hearts Killers. Which makes a lot more sense in hindsight. It sure does. <laughs> Um, and it's a little bit of a lighter We should subject. share the text. I we I will. Yeah. I'll, I'll post it. And so what movie did you watch, B? Lonely Hearts. Uh, 2006, I think. Via an hour and a half ago. Yeah. Like, right? Fresh on the brain. Yeah. Um, okay. So I got every single thing here from a website called Faxology.com. I... Double checked it by listening to an episode of the world-renowned true crime podcast, Crime Junkie. Okay. And they're a real podcast with real, like, researchers and a team and producers and the whole shebang, right? Mm -hmm. And they did not have any more information than I had right here. Mm -hmm. So I figured, that's good enough for Quote me. Quote your original source. Yeah, Faxology. It. Feels like that's all there is to it. And then but you checked it. Mm -hmm. It does mean that I'm going off of my original Scribble Scrabble notes. Okay. So who knows what's going to happen while I do this and drink a surge. You want to talk about Scribble Scrabble? Wait till you... I, mine, I don't even know if it's English. You should really look at... There are not words in there. Yeah. It is pure Which is gibberish. funny because the movie you um, watched for real had pages and pages of lovely typed notes Oz ready to go. But now you don't have to do homework. Right now I'm set. You get two weeks off. I do. Mm -hmm. It's fantastic. Can't wait. All right. You ready? Mm-hmm. So do you know what a Lonely Hearts Club is? I think I do now. Because I told you earlier. And you watched the movie. Right. So a Lonely Hearts Club is... I wouldn't have. Set up in... Back in the day, this is like the 19... Early 1900s, 1940s. Through the website... Uh, the website. God damn it. Through the newspaper classifieds. Because now it is the equivalent of the Craigslist. Singles, look whatever. Right. Or even like a Tinder Bumble. Which, by the way... If you're bored some night and you're drinking and you've got some friends or you're there with your boo or whatever and you just read people and they're like back and forth with each other. Nick and On I Craigslist? Found, yeah. Nick and I found a thread. These two people going back flirting and cheese quotes. Oh. Like, girl, you looking good tonight and oh. I can't wait. To, like In cheese yeah, quotes? Yeah. It was. We were dying nick was like scream laughing crying yeah yeah it was so fun to That's see these people funny. flirting on craigslist and the fact that you found another person to make cheese puns it's, all, it's like you. a misconnection kind of a thing yeah. like i saw you in the aisle and this and that yeah. and that those jeans were looking gouda and like it was, wow it was so funny that's amazing i so hope yes. they hooked up i do too but this is what i totally related that to okay so yeah this is people post ads and classifieds mm -hmm. basically giving out their giving the deets mm -hmm. who they are what they're looking for and then people can respond to them by writing them letters and starting like a correspondence people also do this on next door 
Okay. That app for neighborhoods. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like women, especially like I work out at this gym. I'd love to get a group of gals together. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. So there you go. If you guys are lonely out there, those are some options for you. God, I'm apparently like a 60-year-old lonely woman. You, if I got know. It. you have all the options. You're ready. You could leave your husband at any minute. <laughs> Which, by the way, shout out to him. Without him, none of this would have happened tonight. I know. He hooked you up with the movie oh, and got it on the right device for you. <sighs> okay, you ready? Yes. All right. Martha Jewel Seabrook mm. is born in Florida, 1919. She has a rocky childhood and adolescence. Not that she was like super abused. Her mom's kind of a bitch, but moms are all kind of bitches back then, like sure. overbearing. And she has been considered overweight her whole life. Oh. Now, when I say that Martha's overweight, she's early 1900s overweight. Yeah. She's probably a size like 12 now. Right. But back then, Gross. they consider her like morbidly obese Pig. to the point where like when they talk about her in the newspapers, they talk about like, yeah, it was like a fat, ugly, like monster she is, which is, first of all, crazy to think that way. But um, also, she's not that big. It's got, just in that time period, she was big for them. I got a pair of slacks at Costco today. They're a women's 12. Yeah. Yeah disgusting mm-hmm. fucking animal i know gross <clears throat> so she deals with that her whole life eventually as a teenager after being bullied and teased and all of that she is sexually assaulted by her brother she tells her mom who like i said is a total bitch and her mom basically blames her it's your own fault for xyz right so she takes all of this energy and she puts it into her schooling and she is a great student. She's really smart, straight A student. In 1942, she graduates first in her class at nursing school mm. and becomes a nurse. Okay. She's having a hard time finding a job. So she moves from Florida to California where she becomes a nurse in the army um, at an army hospital. And now we're entering Martha's Ho face. Hey girl. She's meeting soldiers who probably been lonely themselves. <sighs> and uh our girl loves a one night stand. She's she's doing it. her thing. Do it. I know. I love it too. It, girl. I support it. However, in nineteen forty three she does become pregnant with one of these guys, mm. some random dude. She goes and tells him about it, and first he tries to kill himself, and they said that he tried to Commit suicide by jumping into the bay, like the San Francisco Bay. So that tells me he was probably jumping off the Golden Gate Bridge. Okay. Which is the number one suicide location in the world. Did you I know didn't that? No. Yeah. Wow. I mean, we can talk about that later, but the Golden Gate Bridge is the number one spot of suicides in the world. That's why now if you go to the Golden Gate Bridge B, they have nets underneath it yeah. to catch people. Right. Because people kill themselves all the fucking time That's on that bridge. so crazy. So he tried it, I'm assuming. He failed. And so he decided to just cut all ties with her. He mm-hmm. packs up, leaves, forget I exist. Dang. So she does the only thing she can think to do, which is return home to Florida. She comes home pregnant with a wedding band on her finger and she tells her family that she's married. Her husband's off at war and which I'm World War Two. And she keeps this lie going for quite a few months before it starts to get a little suspicious. And then she tells everyone, oh, he died in war. Duh. 
Yeah. yeah. Her husband died in war, Clearly. which was kind of great for her because she got lots of attention. Yeah. Like everyone loves a grieving widow, right? right? Pregnant, pregnant, grieving, grieving widow. widow. Your husband just died in World War Two. Forget it. So she's in the newspaper and the neighbors are giving her shit and Love. she's the center of attention. Yeah. So she's loving that. In spring 1944, she gives birth to a baby girl. And three months later, she meets a bus driver named Alfred Beck. And she quickly becomes pregnant with his baby. They get married. It's a whirlwind. But six months after their marriage, he files for divorce Mm. and cuts out. Okay. So now she's a single mom in the 40s, which, as you can imagine, forget it, sucks balls. Forget it. Oh, excuse me. A morbidly obese single mother in the 1940s. She's so fucking hideous. A she disgrace. Got knocked up twice and married. So with these grotesque little. That's what's so pig crazy is children. they talk about like how she's so ugly and fat and so lonely. I'm like, she was fucking lots of people. She got pregnant twice and married once. Not like, in my movie, she's not. I'm like, obviously, she's not that bad, you guys. Mm-mm. No, they did no wrong in my movie. Uh oh. So life is sucking a bit. Um. She's a workaholic. She devotes all of her time to her job. Really? (laughs) She's eventually hired at the very prestigious Pensacola Hospital for Children. This is a great job. And by 1946, she's worked hard enough that she's promoted to superintendent of nurses. Good for her. Good for her. But she is lonely. Yeah. She's very lonely. So in... 1947, her coworkers, as a joke, sign her up for her local Lonely Hearts Club. And they're like kind of joking about it. But she was like, yeah, but seriously. Yeah. So she fills out the form Mm -hmm. and she sends it in and she gets a response from a man named Charles Martin, a.k.a. Raymond Fernandez. Mm -hmm. Raymond Fernandez is born December 17th, 1914. My husband was born December 16th. So, I mean, if you guys want me to go on and on about Sagittarius men, I, I could. could. But <laughs> I was like, yeah, of course he's like this. All right. God. <laughs> um, he's had a good life. And as a child, he, well, he had a good life. As a kid growing up, he had a good family. He was kind. He was smart. He was outgoing, super social, super successful. Okay. At 20 years old, he moves to Spain and gets married. In World War II, he serves, um, I guess, for the British military. I do know that eventually he becomes a spy for the British government. Wow. Okay, James Bond. He has this amazing, like, decorative military career. Really? He's very successful at this shit. I am shocked. Um, post-World War II, he um, now has four kids with his wife in Spain. So he actually moves to the U.S. on his own to basically work and, like, save up some money and move them all over to the U.S. with him. Right? Okay. And he's working (coughs) on an oil tanker when he has an accident. He, December 1945, on the oil tanker, a large steel hatch door slams down on his head, oh. fracturing his skull. He is bedridden in the hospital for three months. And 
when he leaves, he leaves with a huge. Do you guys hear my neighbor's annoying truck? He leaves with this huge scar on his forehead going up into his hair that he's super embarrassed about. Like it almost like misshapes his forehead. It's such a deep scar. Okay. And irreversible damage to his frontal lobe. Wow. How many times have we seen this where head injuries equal fucking psychopaths? Right. So this guy who used to be kind, outgoing, successful, (laughs) funny, was a goddamn spy is now distant and moody and sullen and angry. And he like he he'll speak and act without thinking. He'll just like say whatever, you know, and they say like, oh, the (laughs) intrusive thoughts one. Like he'll say all that shit out loud, which is very like off putting to most people. Um, His he has this like erratic behavior, like just stealing shit for no reason. And all of this eventually lands him in uh, prison. He serves a year in Florida. And while he's in prison, he hyper fixates on voodoo. He reads voodoo. All, all these books on voodoo. Voodoo. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, of course, nowadays we know that voodoo is like a complex religious, spiritual practice that I am not going to pretend to be an expert about. We've talked about it. Because I don't know my shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, we've we've mentioned it before mm-hmm. on the show. It's not just pins and dolls yeah. and like headless chickens there's a lot to it it's very complex um but this is back in the day when everything was racist and weird of course so he's learning about voodoo with that kind of point of view he is convinced that through these like voodoo rituals um and if he can obtain a personal object from a woman and do his little rituals that he can make any woman do anything that he wants. Oh, anything he I says, she'll spell. just bend at his will. So in 1947, he's out of prison. He's living with his sister in Brooklyn. He wears a toupee to hide his little scar. Mm-hmm. And he starts responding to these Lonely Hearts Club ads. What he'll do is he'll gain their trust through letters and through correspondence. There is a lot of single women and widows because this is war. The end of world war two. Yeah. A lot of fucking people died. Yeah. So he's responding, especially to like these middle aged women, lonely fucking women. And he'll gain their trust and eventually get them to like, I don't know how he gets these women to do this, but he'll get them to send them a lock of their hair. Okay. And then with that lock of hair, he'll perform his voodoo ritual. Bizarre. And next thing you know, he can get these women to do anything, including send him money and jewelry and whatever. Crazy. Now, this sounds crazy back then, but I would like to say, like, think about, I don't know how much daytime talk shows you watch, B, but like modern women get scammed like this all the time, but it's online scams or telephone scams. These lonely older women who may not be like tech savvy have these dudes convincing them on, like catfishing them online and getting them to send them money because they'll have some disaster at home in their home country that they need help with or like... 
please, honey, if you just send me this amount of money, like I can move to the U.S. and we can be together. We have to be super vigilant for that kind of shit at work. Right. With wires and shit like that. Exactly. I like the lottery schemes. and Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. No, I totally get it. But it's just the fucking locks of hair and whatnot. It's like, all right. Yeah, but I mean, we also knows? talk about the desperate women sending letters to fucking criminals in j- jail. Yeah, and fucking Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly wear each other's blood around their necks. Right, so like people do weird people do shit weird for love. Shit for love, baby. For love. So he will basically clean them out, take all their money, possessions, whatever, and then once the women have given everything they can give, he bounces. Yeah, he's out of here. October 1947, Jane Thompson's husband has recently died. Um, She's living with her mom in Manhattan and she falls for I'm I call him Ray because that's why I have him down on my notes. That's just easier for me. Yeah. She falls for Ray. Um, He convinces her to let him move in with her and that happens. And then he convinces her to book them both on a cruise to Spain. God bless. To book them both on a cruise to Spain for a romantic holiday getaway. Dang. Dude, a cruise back then? Terrifying. Yeah. But also, who's in Spain? They're not doing a romantic getaway to Spain. His family. He's tricked this woman to get him over to Spain to see his wife and kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somehow he works all that out. He introduces his wife to this broad and they're all like getting along swimmingly. Yeah. Like there are. They don't. Do they understand English? I don't know. Right. That would help. All I know is all three are seen around town, like eating out at restaurants and laughing and having a time. I don't know who he told (laughs) this woman that his wife was. But yeah, maybe they there's a language barrier and they just have to take his word for it. What's funny is you would never fall for this shit in a second. You'd be like, who the fuck is this? And I would be like, hi. Yeah. So I'm Bailey. Yeah. And this is your room. And yeah. how do you guys know each other? Oh, my God. We could talk about it over dinner. Yeah. And I'd be like, fuck you. Who are you? Yeah. Earlier today, Lou was in getting. Oh, shit. I was going. Earlier today, Lou was in getting his haircut. And he's so he's standing in the middle of my salon. And he gets a text message and he looks at it and he smiles and starts and to like, laugh. And I'm like, who the fuck are you laughing? I'm like, oh, you're real happy to see someone texted you, huh? Who's texting you? That's making you so happy. Anyways, it was just a funny meme from, I think, from one of our friends. Anyways, Stupid. I know. I was like, he's not allowed to have friends. <laughs> That's right. It was November 7th, 1947. <laughs> this all changes. When Ray and Jane get into a loud fight in the hotel room they're mm. staying in, Ray is seen storming off in the middle of the night, and Jane is found the next morning dead in their room. And uh, her death is labeled as a heart attack, Ooh. and she's then buried with no actual autopsy. Suspicious. Now, Ray... Is back in the U.S. Jane had left everything to Ray in her will. So he collects all that shit and he starts looking for his next target. And he finds an ad by Martha, Mm. our girl. So he cons Martha. He tells her that he's a businessman, a really successful businessman 
who's just basically looking for a wife. He lives in a luxury New York City apartment and he's really lonely and he just needs a woman in his life. And she falls for it hook, line and sinker. So she sends him her hair. And in December 1947, Ray is now in Florida, ready to take Martha for all she's got. However, Martha doesn't have much. He's trying to bounce. Martha, this is a week into him being there. Martha is in love with him. Of course. She's begging him to stay, begging him to marry her. He goes back to New York and like sends her a breakup letter. And she's not hearing that. No. So she writes him back, begging to just let her come visit him in New York. She flies out to New York and she's there for about a week trying to figure out how to like make this work. And Ray's finally like, okay, maybe she is useful for something. Maybe I can take something from her. Like if she's working or whatever, like maybe there is a maybe there is something to be had here. Right. So he relents. And he goes, okay, fine, move to New York. So she goes back to Florida, packs up all of her shit and her two children. Right. And moves up to Ray's house apartment in New York City in January of 1948. Now, what Ray really likes at this point is the 100% devotion and commitment that Martha's showing. He's Mm. like, this is the energy I could get behind. But he doesn't fucking want her kids around. And he tells her so. And she's so fucking in love with this dude that on ready for ready for this be January 25th, 1948, Martha drops her kids off at the Salvation Army so she can be with Ray. Love you guys. Bye. Anyways, that's, you know, a few decades before your birthday, but it's on your birthday. It is. So. When Martha's done giving up her children. I mean, and they're not little. It's not like she's just giving up babies. Like they're going to have memories of their mom dropping them off for this guy. Mm -hmm. They must know that she's mentally ill. I hope. I I hope. I'm getting so much more buzzed off this with the surge than I am ever drinking a tickety talk. I told you. I don't know if I'm going to be able to get past one drink. It's crazy. We've only had one. And I'm we're still drinking it. mine. And we're sharing it. I cannot wait to be done with my notes look so I don't at, have to talk anymore. Look at the wine. I know. The wine's <laughs> full. <laughs> oh, no. I told you. This is like having kinky pink it's, in it. I, girl. I feel like I'm hallucinating. <laughs> Where are we? It feels like I'm on mushrooms. Did you put mushrooms in it? No. All right. Back to business. So when she gets back from giving up her children, Ray confesses everything. He tells her exactly what's going on, who he really is, what he's really doing, what the point of all this is. He's being truly himself. He's being transparent. I don't like your kids and I'm a con man. Yeah. And she loves it. Yeah. She's like, great. We can work with this. And she even agrees to pose as his sister Mm -hmm. to help lure women in and make them feel more comfortable which is something we have talked about a lot on this episode where women are tricked into things if there's another woman involved yeah for some reason they think that it's you're easier Mm -hmm. exactly if you've got someone like her along with you how bad could you be their first victim is esther 
Heen from Pennsylvania. She is married to Ray by February 28th. So like a month later. Yeah. 1948. Yeah, yeah. But she refuses to sign over her assets and uh, kind of figures out that this is kind of weird. And she leaves Ray quick. She's okay. like, no, this is stupid. She's, Good on her. She dips out. Good wow. job, Esther. I like, I like your fortitude. Yeah. August 1948, we have our next victim, Myrtle Young. Myrtle. Myrtle. That's a great name. She gets married to Ray in <laughs> Illinois. And three days later, she's starting to question why Martha, his sister, is around so much. Mm-hmm. Because, like, they just fucking got married. Like, why is she still here? Yeah. And so they slip her some sleeping pills, a good heavy Ooh. dose of sleeping pills. Remember, Martha's a nurse. She knows what drugs to get. Mm-hmm. And then they rob her of all of her cash money possessions and her car. And then they put an unconscious Myrtle onto a bus to Little Rock. Ar- I'm assuming Arkansas. Is that where Little Rock is? Sure. Puts an unconscious Martha Myrtle on a bus to Little Rock and they dip out. The bus makes it to Little Rock where Myrtle has now been unconscious for over a day and they get her to a hospital where she then dies. Oh, dang. In the hospital. Uh, Martha, I thought you were a nurse, huh? I don't think Martha cares that much. No. Several months go by. The couple kind of go on a run of cons Even at the end of this, it's still unclear of how many murders happened. Okay. Um, We don't have a clear number on that. Yeah. And different articles, because I did scan other articles, different articles will tell you kind of different numbers. Okay. What do you ballpark it up? I honestly don't know. Okay. We have a handful that we know for sure, 100%, we have the proof. Okay. But then they're saying that it could be upwards of 17, and then some people, some... Ex air quote experts say it could be way more. Wow. They literally don't know because this is back in the day when who knows what anyone's doing. For sure. Okay. So they go on a they go on kind of a tear of um like cons and victims. By December 31st, 1948, they now have their eyes on 66-year-old widow Janet Fay. Mm -hmm. And remember, Ray at this point, I think is in his 30s. So the fact even that a 60 and remember, think about how people age back then. 66 back then is not 66 today. No, she's and like the, 90. The fact that like she thinks a 30 something year old dude is interested in her is wild to me. But no. listen, Janet's trying to live she's her best lovely. life. I know. After several letters, Ray and Janet get married. I mean, they get married days after meeting in person. The three of them, Ray, Janet, Martha, then rent an apartment in Long Island and Janet withdraws all of her money from the bank and gives it to Ray for safekeeping for the move. January 4th, 1949, after having a dinner together and everybody goes to bed, Martha goes into a blackout jealous rage after seeing Janet and Ray together. Mm Mm-hmm. Martha can handle the con and she can handle the idea of Ray air quote marrying these women. But she cannot handle the idea of Ray physically touching these women. Mm -hmm. She can't fucking handle it. 
So she goes into a blackout jealous rage. She grabs a hammer and she hits Janet on the head repeatedly until Ray has to physically stop her. They then wrap up Janet's body in a blanket. They clean up the blood and the mess and they just go back to bed. Yeah. In the morning, they go out. They buy a large trunk where they put Janet's body in the trunk and they keep her in their house for a while. Oh, we're going to a whole new type of paper. Wow. We went from <laughs> sheets of paper to a notebook. Yeah, the notebook I bought at the dollar store for my work. There you go. <laughs> but then I was like, well, I'll just use it for notes real I quick. I love it. It's got um, dogs and animals with sunglasses oh, on I them. stole Violet's journal for my notes, yeah. so I feel you. So they put Janet's body inside the trunk. They keep it in their house. January 15th, they take the trunk to a basement of a house that Ray is renting in Queens, where they then bury her body in the basement. And I think they pour cement over it. Well, that sounds very Wayne Gacy in the basement. Well, I guess under the house. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And not cement. Is his name Wayne? Wayne Gacy? Is that right? Why does that sound so weird? John Wayne. Isn't it John Wayne Gacy? John <laughs> Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> you guys can't see that Bailey's laughing because she's doing her silent laugh. I but, am, but the the surge. Again, B's real laugh is totally silent. If you guys hear B <laughs> laughing on this podcast, she's it's, trying so you can hear her laugh. Uh, right. It's it's all for your benefit. Yeah, normally she's just making a face and then you just know she's laughing. Yes. Yeah, this surge is something <laughs> else, dude. I don't know if I'm gonna make it. We got this. It feels like I'm on mushrooms, B. We got this. All right. We just need to get through this and then I make another drink. I know. We got this. All right. I'm going to fall apart by the end of this podcast. <laughs> then. Okay. So they bury her body. Ray then gets to work typing up letters to Janet's family. Basically, <clears throat> their letters air quote from her explaining that she's so happy married oh. to Ray and they have the best life. He's the best man she's ever met. Blah, 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 blah. And that they're moving. And she's like, please just if you could sell my house and send the money to like this weird location, that would be great. And her family's like, what? This is (laughs) fucking weird and suspicious. Also, apparently Uh, Janet didn't know how to type, which I know. I I know it's just on a typewriter. But still. But it's like the boomer version of like boomers who can't like text. Or like load a PDF or okay, whatever. Sure. Yeah, same mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. So even though it's a typewriter, for 66-year-old Janet, it's the 1940s. That means she was born That's in the 1800s. Planet. She's yeah. like, what? Mm-hmm. She doesn't know how to type. So they're like, there's no way she'd be sending us typed letters. So they go to the police and they basically list her as a missing person. Mm-hmm. Now, a few weeks later, in Grand Rapids, mm-hmm. Michigan... Ray meets a middle-aged widow named Delphine Downing and her two-year-old daughter, Raynell. Wow. Ray, posing as Charles, still, of course, and his sister... Weird. ...decide to visit um, Delphine and stay at her house for, like, a little meet-and-greet in-person visit. The sister part is important because that's what keeps it from looking 
scandalous. Well, yeah. Because normally, like, a single woman having a man at her house would, like, really get the neighbors talking. But But he has his sisters with him. It's all on the up and up. So, again, not only does it make these women more comfortable with him, Mm -hmm. it also makes his appearance being with these women that much more easy to accept. Because what could possibly be going on? Right. Exactly. Now, the plan's going how it always goes. Everything's on track. Everything's normal. Right. For now. Until. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Delphine walks in and sees the fact that Ray has been wearing a toupee. (gasps) She did not know. And she's blown away by this. What? Yeah. She can't believe that he would lie to her. And then it makes her suspicious of all his actions. Mm, what you else could are, be lying about that. What else are you lying to me about? What is all this shit about you wanting to like hold on to my money? You can't even hold on to your hair. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> So, yeah, the two pay incident. And then, of course, it hits him in the ego, oh, right? Could you He's so embarrassed. So what does Martha do? She feeds her sleeping pills to calm her down. Yep. <laughs> and her little daughter, Raynell, oh. is will not stop crying nope. because her mother will not wake up. Mm-mm. So Martha loses her temper and starts to like choke Raynell and she chokes her till she's unconscious. And when she's done, they realize that she's now left marks and bruising mm. on Raynell's neck. Mm. So now they're worried about what Delphine's gonna say or think when she finally wakes up from her sleeping pill coma. Obviously, she's not gonna be happy. Nope. So the only way to solve this problem is Ray wraps a gun up in a blanket and then shoots Delphine in the head, killing her instantly. Clearly. And then just as before, he takes her body into the basement of her own house and buries her in the basement and covers it in cement. Are all the basements back there dirt floors? That's what I'm saying. They're like cellars, little storm dugouts yeah because my dad had like a basement like that but it was cement by the time if that's what you would want mm-hmm. anywho's the next day they start gathering up anything that's not fucking nailed down to sell okay so they start gathering and packing all of delphine's possessions raynell is crying all day long she's yeah inconsolable the neighbors are starting to get fucking suspicious because they're like, where's Delphine? We hear her crying. Like, we hear her daughter crying. Like, What's they're up? never away from each other. Where the fuck is Delphine? And so Ray tells them that um, she had a family emergency. She has a family member who's really sick and she's out of town with that family member. And they've been left to take care of Reno. Two days after Delphine's death, the couple are ready to leave. They've got everything that they can sell packed up and they're ready to cut out and go back to New York. But two-year-old Raynell is not fucking cooperating. Yep. 
she's dug her heels in. She wants her mom. She doesn't fucking know these people. And she is causing a fuss. Scene. Absolutely. So since she won't cooperate, Ray orders Martha to handle it. And Martha handles it by taking Raynell down to the basement where she drowns two-year-old Raynell in a metal tub in the basement. And Ray then buries her body next to her mom and covers it in cement. Mm -hmm. Now, they've been really busy. They deserve a break. Oh. So they go to the movies on a little little date. But again, the neighbors are sus as fuck. So they call the cops. Yeah. And the cops show up and there's no sign of Delphine or Raynell, but all their stuff is packed in boxes. And they're like, why? They're not moving. Why is all their shit packed? So they get a warrant. And later that night, when Ray and Martha come back from their movies, they are arrested. And upon arrest, they fucking confess immediately. They confess as soon as they're arrested. Like they're they're arrested and Ray's like, you guys got me. (laughs) Y'all got me good. That's a bummer. And they just fucking sing. Yeah. They do like a over 70 page confession. They confess to crimes. They're not even being accused of. That's like, what was it? Like BTK? Like, oh, you got me. So let me tell let you me my t- hours and hours and hours. Let me tell you everything. And then here's these other bodies. Yeah. And- they're like, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. So and like, because they're giving them locations of yeah. bodies. So that's great. From June 28th. To August 18th, 1949, they're on trial. They've recanted their confessions. Oh. Saying that they had temporary insanity. Mm -hmm. Of course, the jury doesn't believe it. And they are both found guilty and sentenced to death. This whole case, trial, whatever, as we've talked about before with Bonnie and Clyde is a media frenzy. The idea of a couple committing crimes and murder and like going down together and sticking by each other's side. People love that shit. So they become like media sensations. Yeah. On March 8th, 1951, they are executed together via electric chair. Mm -hmm. Ray's final quote is basically just a confession of love. For Martha, basically just saying that he loves her and only her forever and ever. Martha's last quote is. What does it matter who is to blame? My story is a love story, but only those tortured with love can understand what I mean. I was pictured as a fat, unfeeling woman. I am not unfeeling, stupid or moronic in the history of the world. How many crimes have been attributed to love? Wow. And that is the Lonely Hearts Killers. This movie makes so much more sense. (laughs) Going down for Valentine's Day. It would be romantic if it wasn't for the fact that they killed a fucking two-year-old. Bitches. Yeah, what pieces of shit, man. Yeah, they're not great. No, they're not even like cool. Like Bonnie and Clyde also killed innocent people, but they were like kind of cool. Like these people are just pieces of shit. Yeah. Well, we need to pause and get ice. And, and a top up. Get, I'm terrified. I know. And get our shit together and keep this shit show rolling. Let's do it. Okay. Lonely Hearts. 2006. I got it right. Yes. Okay. 
We got some big hitters in yeah. this movie. First off, we got John Travolta, who is playing Detective Robinson. And he's a fucking mess. He is grieving the suicide of his wife. And it's not just like any suicide. It's fucking dramatic. It's on their anniversary. We see her. It's like kind of how the movie opens. We see her making a scrapbook Mm -hmm. of his accomplishments. And she bakes a cake and sets like a candlelit table and then walks upstairs and shoots herself in the bathtub. Uh, Okay. Um, And even like puts her wedding ring on the scrapbook that she made. Okay. Yeah. And then sounds intense. It's and then we jump immediately to like three years later. His partner is Detective Hildebrandt, played by the late great James Gandolfini. A lot of the movie is kind of narrated in the background by Gandolfini. Uh-huh. Right? It's a lot of his voice. Like talking great about great voice. It it is. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like it just gives the movie like a mobster kind of vibe, mm-hmm. right? You know, it's the forties for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So these two are tracking down Ray Fernandez, who's played by Jared Leto. What a cast! And I didn't get. I thought he was like an early balder. Mm. I didn't know that it was a thing. Okay. Right. That it was an accident. That never comes up. Okay. And he does get the toupee later. Okay. But only after he meets Martha. Mm-hmm. So we do see him taking advantage of these lonely women. He comes to the same hotel at the same time, every day, different woman. Same and does scam. he look like Jared Leto? He looks like Jared Leto, who's early balding. Okay. But still. Like, he's attractive, and, like, these women are, like, swooning over him. Because the real Ray is nothing to look at. Yeah, no, like, Gandolfini describes him, like, as a real Don Juan, you know? Yeah. Like, the way he wines and dines these women and yeah. really makes them feel alive. And But, yeah, he's, like, in the face, he's... A, I didn't know if they put, like, makeup or, like, prosthetics or anything on him. Uh, but, again, he's early balding, and he's got, like, know, a weird mustache. I know, but, I mean, you married somebody who's early yeah. balding. It doesn't mean that they're ugly. No, I know. I don't know. I don't know how to answer it. Like, it's I okay. thought, yeah. So, obviously, we see him playing his game. He's a hustler, right? And he tries to hustle Martha Beck. And all I know about Martha is that... She's one played by Selma Hayek, who's a fucking hottie. Of course, it's Selma Hayek. So how are we going to go from disgusting fat size 12 of a pig? I don't know, dude. I don't know because that feels like a real important part of the storyline. To fucking knock out Selma Hayek. And all we hear about her past is that her whole life she's been taken advantage of by men, especially starting at 10, by her brother. Oh, there you go. Right. That's it. And it's like, since then, hello, choo-choo. It's another train. We didn't even mention the last one. We let it go by. I think we mentioned it. We mentioned it to each other, but... Oh. Anyways, train cheers. We heard it. Oh, gosh. 
Sorry. Air just air it. Just that's fine. Don't actually I touch my glass. I already knocked my home microphone out of the way. <laughs> oh. Yeah, it I don't know. I don't know why they chose that. Yeah. They could have gone with so many different great actresses and had it be be a part of the movie. But then when with some Hayek. Never comes up. A hottie with a body. Mm-hmm. Okay. But because of all the abusive men in her life, she knows Ray's bullshit off the bat, knows he's got a scheme, whatever. Oh. And so interesting. He looks through her purse, figures out that she's broke and is ready to bounce in the morning. But she's on to him. Mm-hmm. So she follows him. And he goes to a funeral for another woman. Where the son is calling his bullshit, knocks him out, punches him in the face. But then Martha's there. How dare you punch my man, my husband Mm. in the face? He's a respectable businessman. and Showing that she can be a con woman, too. From then on, they are partners in crime. And she has kids? No. Wow. No mention of... Why are they... Why do they do this? Why not just have the original story? She's just this stunning woman who's been abused by men all of her life, Mm. and she's a fucking conman. I guess. Yeah. And the two of them, immediately, they're partners in crime, and that's it. And they take off. Okay. Going after women. So just like you said, the way that he writes to people in the classifieds. Mm Mm-hmm. That's kind of how she takes over. She starts writing for him. So he has time to go out and spend more time with more women. Mm-hmm. She's at home doing the homework. But then eventually he wants her to like watch him work. And that's when he starts bringing her around as the sister. Okay. Because he gets off on her being there while he's yeah. with other women. All right. Right. And all that's fine. For a while. Now, Detective Robinson Travolta mm-hmm. also has a love interest. Motherfucking Laura Dern. Wow. <laughs> oh, my God. And there's other people I'm not even mentioning. Like one of the other cops is for sure somebody we would know. I just he wasn't important enough to the story. But fucking Laura Dern. Forget I it. mean, forget it. The queen. She works at the station as a dispatcher. So he's trying to keep her like as an undercover lover because like he doesn't want the boys to give him shit about it. OK. But because of what happened with his wife, he also isn't ready to tell his son. Mm-hmm. whom he has a very strained relationship with. Oh. They're not on good terms right now. Like, it's been really hard. I mean, the mom committing suicide is It's a, rough. Oh, that's hard. Yeah. That's Did hard you ever watch Cougar Town with Courtney Cox? No, of course not. Well, whatever. The kid that's in that is the kid that's in this. Okay, I'm looking up the cast right now while mm-hmm, you talk, because mm-hmm, I just want to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you'll recognize the one guy. I think he was in, like, Entourage. Okay. Oh yeah, Scott Kahn's in this. Yeah, that's that that's the one. Mm-hmm. That's James Kahn's son. Oh, okay. There you go. And he has one of the most, one of my favorite acting performances of all time. He's in fucking Varsity Blues. He's the hot dude in Varsity Blues. Oh, which I for we should watch that movie again. Oh, I know it word for word. I know it line for line. 
But anyways, I you don't. you and I mm-hmm. stood in line to see it way back in 98. We saw it together at the um, Pleasant Hill Theater. Well, that, it's no doubt an incredible movie. I know that. It's just I don't I remember used to a watch lot of it things. On, <laughs> I owned it on VHS. Yeah. And yeah. I would watch it all the time. We'll do whipped shots. Oh, right. Because the whipped cream bikini. And we'll watch that. That should be our Mother's Day this year. I don't know what has to do with Mother's Day, but let's do it. Because that's when we usually like stay in bed and watch something stupid. Yeah, for and sure. Get drunk. Absolutely. There's drink nothing I want to do but then be drunk and stupid with you in bed. Mm-hmm. Wait. There's somebody named Ellen Travolta. Is that a, a real- daughter? No. An I mean, she's, she's old as fuck. A mom? American actress known for playing. She was in Happy Days and Joni Loves Chachi. The Fonz? <laughs> and Charles mom? in charge. It's got to be his mom. No? Oh, relatives. John Travolta's her brother. What? It's John Travolta's sister. She's in it. She's in wow. the movie. She plays Ida. Incredible. I know. I don't even know who the fuck Ida is, but I can't. <laughs> She's I'm, in it. I'm super excited okay. to know. All right. Sorry. No, I, I'm that done. was fun. That yeah. was great. <laughs> I loved it. Okay. Any hoozle. Detective Robinson and Hilda Brandt are getting called to a suicide. It's a young woman. She is dead in a bathtub. And at the morgue, we find out that she's pregnant. Ooh. And so they decide that she was one of Martha and Ray's girls. She got pregnant, told them about it, and they immediately were like, fuck you, and bounced. And so either they killed her or she committed suicide. Okay. Okay. One day... Martha is giving Ray head in the car. Love it. He's swerving. Oh, because he's driving. So he gets pulled over. The cop thinks he's a drunk driver. Mm. You ready for this? No, I'm scared. I actually had to ask your husband for help. I had to interrupt his (laughs) drinking and fight watching because I couldn't remember his name. The officer that pulls them over... Fucking Captain Stottlemyre, second in command. Yes. Randall Disher. It's a monk valentine. I'm going to pass out. I'm going to just pass out. I'm so excited. I was like, Lou, I was like, I need your help. I'm like, monk. And he knew it right away, huh? He did not. He had no. To look. No, he had Because he was drunk. I know. He was in shame. And we both were. I'm like, it's RD. RD. And so, yeah, he he was like, I know it's Randy, like Randy he got. And I'm like, it's R.D., R.D. Oh, my God. Incredible. I'm flushed. I wait, know. Wait, I'm, let's cheers. I, That's so great. It's been so long. Wait, why was that cheers so much easier than the last one? Because I didn't take out my <laughs> microphone off. <laughs> what? I, I walked into the microphone. What a Valentine's Day miracle this is. Especially because I was going to do the wrong movie. Yeah, I know, but... A Valentine's Day monk? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Incredible. I know. So excited. Okay. So to get them off, Martha gets him off. Hey. He also gets head. Okay. Okay. And Ray doesn't like this. Mm-hmm. He gets jealous. I mean, he likes it better than being in jail, right? You know who else gets jealous? Martha. 
Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, you know what? I don't want you to fucking fall in love with any of our marks. Like there is no telling them I love you. There is no pretending that you love them. But then how do you calm them into marrying exactly. you? Right? Yeah. So we all know this isn't going to work out. Yeah. But this is like your mind or else. Mm-hmm. Right? Next on their list is Janet, the widow. They wine and dine her. They're engaged fast. They're on their way out of town to get married, and they stop off at this place. Probably, like you were saying, their apartment or whatever. Mm -hmm. He says it's a rental, just one of these properties he has here and there. Mm -hmm. Now, Janet can tell immediately that Martha doesn't like her, and it becomes an issue. And she tells this (laughs) to Ray. Like, this is creeping me out with your sister. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It'd be so weird. Could you imagine if one of your husband's sisters was just around? Right. And all she, the time? so she's not wrong. And you know what? Martha <clears throat> is also fucking over it. And she tells Ray, I'm done. Let's go. Okay. Let's fucking bounce. And he's like, not without my money. Mm-hmm. We didn't come this far. I didn't do all this for fucking nothing. We're yeah. so close. And they decide to stay. And that night, while Ray and Janet are having sex, she's on top. She's looking at Ray saying, like, tell me you love me. Say my name. Mm. He closes his eyes and he says, I love you, kitty cat. Oh, that's his nickname for Martha. Mm -hmm. And she's listening through the wall. And so immediately she comes in and bashes her in the back of the head with the hammer. Poor Jan. It is not her fault. Yeah. A few times. She falls to the ground. Ray's covered in her blood. Martha jumps on top. Wow. Ray explains. I closed my eyes. And the only reason I said that is because I was thinking of you because I'm always thinking of you. All I ever think about is you when I'm with them. All of this. What a romantic scene. So they have sex as Janet is literally (laughs) dying. Like convulsing. Wow. On the ground next to them. What a scene. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So he gets off. Then they try to shove her in this like wardrobe trunk, trying to like bash it over and over and over again. And Martha's all like, this bitch just won't fucking die. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, just so cold. And shoves her in there a little bit more. And then they just go on and do their thing. When Janet is finally like missing for a few days her daughter becomes suspicious Mm -hmm. contacts the police and immediately and and immediately is like let me tell you about this new guy Mm -hmm. and provides them with a photo oh interesting Mm -hmm. i did not hear about a photo yeah so she gives them like their first lead so robert robinson and hildebrandt get their warrant for a P.O. box that they end up finding that's full of letters from all these women. And somehow reading through all of them and like piecing together through all of his different aliases, they get his real name, mm-hmm. his full name, Raymond Martin Fernandez. And because of that, they're able to like, 
don't know, narrow down their Fernandezes or whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay. But Ray and Martha are constantly on the move. They've got Janet's body in tow, and they are headed to Grand Rapids, Michigan <laughs> for their next victim. I don't ever really pay attention to their names, but this is who you talked about, the woman with the little girl. Yeah. Okay. And conveniently, Martha's been telling Ray that she wants a baby. Oh. So there you go. But this also really complicates things and like causes a lot of tension between them because sure, Martha wants the baby, but she doesn't like seeing her man play house with this other fucking woman. Mm-hmm. And if that's not enough, this other woman gets pregnant. Oh. And tells, like, confides in Martha. Yeah. As far as to say that if it's a girl, I'm going to name her Martha. Wow. Really? Why? <laughs> she loves Martha. She thinks Martha's the best because, like you said, she's a nurse. Oh, my God. She's there to help her and take care of her family with her brother. Like, it's all the best thing that's ever she just happened her? to her. Yeah. I could never like anybody mm-hmm. I just met that much. Mm-hmm. The only person I love that much is you. And I've known you forever. And it took so many years. <laughs> it took fucking ages. I just can't imagine meeting someone and be like, I'm going to name my firstborn child after you. Right? So this isn't going to go well. <laughs> Martha's like, no. So to help with her morning sickness, she gives the woman a drink, which is like what you were saying, sleeping pills or whatever. Mm-hmm. So Ray gets home from the market. And finds this newbie woman basically like dying on the couch, but she's still alive. Mm -hmm. And Martha's like, prove your love to me right here, right now. You fucking shoot her in the head. Oh, interesting twist. And we hear the little girl crying in the background. And you said she was too. Sure, too. She looked a little bit older in the movie, I'd say. But yeah, we'll go with two. Either way, it's horrific. We hear her screaming in the background. She has to listen to her mom die. And then I don't know what Ray's doing, but he takes off and gets pulled over and kills the cop. Oh, good plan. Yeah. And because of this, uh, Robinson and Hildebrand are able to get the location like Mm -hmm. that they're in Grand Rapids, right? Because they're New York cops, I think. I'm sure, because that's where Ray and Martha are based out Yeah, 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 yeah. And they even convinced the Michigan people, like, we want them to be tried in New York because you don't have the death penalty here. That happens in real life, too. Mm. They go down for Janet's murder. Oh, cool. All right. So we eventually see them traveling, and they're trying to make the kid happy because they killed... her fucking mom and so they want to buy her a dog and they're trying to buy this dog off of this old man at like a fruit stand off the street and the old man's like no it's my dog you can't have my fucking so they shoot him wow and they steal his dog how dare you <laughs> and clearly that's gonna win over the kid right let's just kill an old man and, and steal, steal a dog. fucking dog that and, you never wanted and now the dog wants nothing to do with any of right. you Awesome. Great plan, guys. Good for you. So if that didn't work, Martha then decides to like smother 
this girl in love like clench her hold her up against her and like tell her like I know how lonely you must feel and like I know that you just want to be loved or whatever the little girl's like fuck you I don't want anything to do with you yeah get the fuck away from me like screams at her kicks her bites her yells at her like no I know I'm totally picturing Zoe right now so I'd be like fuck you yeah no absolutely not (laughs) and magically out of nowhere their house is we do see them packing up and then their house is magically surrounded by police another fucking train stop it it's been like five stop it Right now, because we haven't mentioned all of them. No, there's been some that have gone by and we've been on a pee break or we've been doing whatever. This is this, like the fifth this train. a lot of trains. Train cheers. Choo-choo, bitches. Choo-choo. Hey, it's Valentine's Day. I choo-choo choose you. <gasps> that was so corny. I love it. You know what that's from? No. That's from The Simpsons. Aww. Who's um, Bart's best friend? Is it, It's Milton or Miles. I can't remember his name. No, I like Milton better. But you know who I'm talking about? The blue hair kid? I do. Yeah. And he's in love with Lisa? Yeah. It might be him. No, it's actually um, the police chief's son, Ralph, I think. Oh. Gives Lisa. Because he also loves Lisa. Gives Lisa a Valentine's. And the Valentine has a picture of a train. And it says, I, I choo choo choose you. Can't. For all my Simpsons fans. Hey, on a side note, my kids, my son is finally cool enough and old enough that he watches like The Simpsons. Thank God. Yep. He'll watch this because his best friend watches The Simpsons and then he watches. He doesn't watch the whole episodes, but he likes to watch Family Guy and South Park clips. Yeah. Which I'm like, good. That's good for you. Yeah. Vi will watch some Simpsons, but she doesn't really get it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But she I was just, just so I was so happy. I'm yeah. like, yeah, a little bit of South Park and Family Guy is good for you I, at 10. Fuck yeah. Come on. I love it. All right. So, yeah, somehow they get surrounded and easily taken down. But then the police notice where's mom and where's the daughter. So they find the daughter buried out back in like a storage shed situation. Mm. And then the mom's in a trunk that was made for like a tricycle. Oh, so she's in a trunk, too. Mm hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Martha confesses immediately to Robinson and shares equal responsibility with Ray. Their trial lasted 44 days in New York, and they were eventually charged with three murders and tried on at least 20 other crimes. It's a lot. Because it's crimes. It's not just murders. There's also all the conning they did. Correct. Robinson kind of fucks up his relationship with Dern, eventually makes up, and then mends his relationship with his son. That's nice. He and Hildebrandt and all these other cops from the different states join together to watch, like, the viewing of the executions. Mm -hmm. So first up, we see Ray, and it's graphic. Right, mm. We see the shaking mm-hmm. and the blood and the blah. 
And all the while we're listening to Martha, who is professing her undying love for Ray and asking Robinson, has anyone loved you enough to kill for you Mm. or to die for you? Okay. And then she's up next. And as she's approaching the chair, she looks at the people that are like preparing her. Mm -hmm. Right. And she's like, I can smell him. He can smell so sweet. Oh, and she's sitting there in the chair and they're putting the mask on her face and her last words are so long. Oh, and okay. That's not how they ended the movie. That's basically how I'm going to end the movie, though, because that's okay. all that matters. How do they end the movie? I'm with just like John Travolta and, and Laura Dern and his son in a boat. Okay, fine. <laughs> and I'm like, that's fucking okay. stupid. Fantastic. But yeah, it was a great movie. A great it was a great movie. movie. I, I mean, for the little bits that I got to like actually like watch, I sat down and watched a few solid minutes back to back while yeah. eating. But yeah, I. I mean, you can't beat that cast. No, Mm-mm. I'm gonna give it a solid four. Fantastic, and they stayed pretty they close did. to the to the. Besides case. adding the whole John Travolta bullshit, yeah, I know, but they got to do something. Yeah, but between Ray and Martha, I get it. Yeah, I just but, wish they would have made them ugly. Right. Because I feel like the ugliness really plays into the con. Yeah. Like the fact that these, because trust me, as much as I'm like, oh, Martha wasn't morbidly obese or this, that, and the other. She also, what she was. She no, was no Selma She's Hayek. not Selma Hayek. I mean, come on. She's we can not all a agree. pretty, like, yeah. amazingly gorgeous woman. Yeah. And same thing with Ray. He's no, like, that's why I asked if they changed how Jared Leto looks because even a bald, a balding Jared Leto, it's he still so has that fine. face card, yeah. baby. Right? No, it's he's balding with like a weird mustache, but still, he's still fucking Jared Leto. Like Jared it takes Leto. a lot to make him not look. That's Jordan Catalano. Yeah, have some respect. That mm-hmm. face card is good forever. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I feel like the idea of them not being conventionally attractive goes into like. How bi- how good of con people? And now they that were. you say that, especially because like when they're trying to prove the whole con part, where they're doing like the montage of him with all the women, all the other women are average women. Yeah, so that makes sense. And then they show fucking Martha, and he's like, "Damn, yeah. I hit the jackpot!" Like she's fucking loaded, yeah. and she's hot. It takes a little bit of sweetness out of it because in yeah. real life, he falls for a Martha who's not hot and yeah. not loaded. Yeah. And there's something about her that he sees a kin a kinsmanship mm-hmm. or love or whatever it is, but there's something in her soul and that I hate his to, soul recognizes. And I hate to say this, like I do love that eventually he comes around and he does find that unconditional love for her. Like his dying words are for her. Yeah. When he was a initially just gonna write her off and she's like oh oh, motherfucker i'm yours for now and forever there is something sweet there although they are pieces of no they're garbage they're garbage people (laughs) but just like you said how like bonnie and clyde yeah all these fucking weird ass sicko people they're allowed to have their love and i'm gonna appreciate their love it's not the right kind of love (laughs) don't strive and try to go out and achieve this kind of love they literally could have just gone to therapy yeah you know instead of all this instead of all this craziness just Mm -hmm. like go to therapy or like just don't kill people and have each other and have your own fucking babies yeah but then how are they gonna make money? she had babies like how are you gonna make money 
get a job? Don't think so. Oh. Martha can. Apparently, your boy Ray can. She's a fucking nurse. A very successful nurse. Right? She gives it all up. At some point, I forgot in my notes, but she is, I think when she runs off with Ray, she's fired. Um, I forgot to mention that. I thought that was all a lie in the movie that she was a nurse. No, no, no. So that children's hospital she worked for. Yeah. So she runs off to visit Ray in New York and she's gone for so long. That they fire that her. That they fire Duh. her. So she has no choice but Fucking to pack up her kids and move to New York. Duh. I can't believe I forgot to say that. Duh. Anyways. Yeah, but she's successful. She could get a job anywhere. Ray could get a fucking job, my guy. Yeah. I blame that steel hatch door on that oil tanker. Mm-hmm. All right. A four-star movie. What a great Valentine's we Day did. movie. Thank you so much for watching it. I feel like that went wonderfully. It did. I can't believe the cast. We pulled it off. I can't believe that it was done that way. Well. I can't believe I had a fucking monk. I can't. I didn't have time to look up any past and episodes, really, and we still pulled it off. Not just we, any monk. That's like the king of monks. But besides Captain Stoudemire and, and Adrian monk, himself, yeah, Adrian Monk, mm-hmm. Tony Shalhoub, that's like the biggest character. And until we can find an excuse to watch Thirteen Ghosts, I mean, I'm trying, man. I, I but Tony Shalhoub pops up in mysterious places every once in a while. You get a movie, and you're like. Oh, fuck. Tony Shalhoub's in this? All right. And now we have something Outward Horizon, something Horizon, Venture Horizon. Hori- <laughs> event, event Horizon. Event Horizon. <laughs> Outward Horizons. <laughs> yeah, Event Horizons mm-hmm. with our boy. I can't wait. Sir. Sir Sam, Sam Neill. <laughs> Fantastic. What a great Valentine's Day episode. If you want to see pictures from this episode, BS, think of a whole new look of the week now. It's going to... My husband does have a fedora. Okay. Like a legit fedora. Yeah. If I, you want to go man, you could go female and do Selma. Well, Hyatt. even Selma, I think, in one of the pictures has a fedora. So, like, if I did that with the black dress and just really try to push up some fake boobs. Yeah. You could, do the, you could do the drag for makeup like trick. Do the bronzer up mm-hmm. and around. Mm-hmm. Just go for it. Yeah. Anyways, to see pictures but of that. I've got two weeks to figure that shit out while I'm not watching a movie. I'll come up with your look. Not two weeks. I'm well, posting this on Tuesday. How am I going to come up with a look by then? You oh. have the whole weekend. The whole weekend. I have. Sun- oh, my God. Bailey Marie, are we going to get into a fight on the podcast right now for Valentine's Day? Is this how you want to end your Valentine's Day Super Bowl. Literally put a dress and a fedora on and shut the fuck up, huh? You were just talking about boob contour. You were talking about boobs. I was just giving my two cents. I don't care if you're if you have boobs or not. (laughs) (laughs) Don't give a fuck. Do you know where the fedora is? And it literally doesn't matter how much contour you do. You will never have Selma Hayek boobs. No one would ever have Selma Hayek boobs. Well, someone does, but it's not us. Uh, yeah, I do. It's right in my closet. Oh, perfect. I'm it's gonna, what Lou uh, wore to our wedding. I'm going to wear it at home. See how romantic. No, I don't think he'll let you. He, It's custom made. Oh. He got it at a haberdashery. Uh, <laughs> 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 do you know that's what a hat store is called? No. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, called a haberdashery. Oh, man. Ha- am I saying it wrong? I think I'm saying it right. That's <laughs> where they do. right. Uh, that's where um, my stepdad gets all of his hats. 
all of those like top hats and like velvet fedoras and shit that he has. Sure. He goes to this haberdashery in Oakland. Okay. And my husband and I got married in the 2000s when fedoras were cool still. Yeah. Fedoras aren't cool anymore, and so our wedding pictures don't look cool anymore. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll Google something. But yeah, my stepdad went and paid for him to go to the haberdashery and get a custom-made fedora. I, I mean, I went to a hat store in Vegas. I don't remember it being called a haberdashery, but I wish it was. No, they're like tailors for hats. They, yeah. like, measure your head and shit. Mm-hmm. That's very cool. Hmm. All right. Fine. All right. Well, to see whatever pictures we come up with, I have faith in B. She already came Ooh. through with the movie. She's going to come through with the look, as always. Uh. Beautiful. Go to our Instagram, THC Podcast, on Instagram. And wherever you're listening to this, if you could give us a review, I mean, five stars preferable, but whatever. You know, we take what we can get. We take what we can get, whatever you want. We appreciate it. I hope you guys are having a great Valentine's Day. And even if you're single, who gives a shit? Have a glass of wine. Have a, uh, what, a Cardi B whipped cream shot. And get familiar with yourself. Have a good time, baby. It does. It's not about, my husband and I don't even celebrate Valentine's Day. So he was laughing. So I'm like, well, I have to go get a bag for B's Valentine's Day present. He's like, uh, I don't we even don't get a Valentine's get, Day present. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I know, but. This is I'm different. gonna give Bailey something. <laughs> Nick, Why would I get you something? Nick and I don't do traditional Valentine's Day, but forties and porn. That exactly. It's malt liquor. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, it just so happens that malt liquor comes in forties a lot of the time. Yeah, so you could like if we can find grenades. Yeah, love it. Malt liquor and porn. But yeah, it's malt liquor. And Although porn. a year or two ago you broke the tradition and did white claws. That I did in custom made forty bottles for I know. us, but yeah, you're right because that we was were the dieting. height of your keto. We were yeah, we you were, were dieting in, hard. You were in deep. Mm-hmm. You could not yes. break we ketosis break. for malt and liquor. So instead, I mod podged. I remember our own personal forty bottle, and we realized that forty ounces of seltzer is hits, a lot. It hits different. It's a lot of salts. <laughs> it's different. Picture forty ounces we of were surges. So gassy. Yeah. Oh it's so God. much bubbles. It was so many bubbles. I wish you would have done it with Surge. It would have been so great. We would have died. Gone to the hospital. You would have thrown up on each we other and passed out. We would have gone to the hospital. <laughs> Our heart rate. Your daughter just been home alone we'll and you guys have been at the it. ER. Forget it. All right. Anyways, <laughs> go to take. Don't die. Good. Don't die guys. on this Valentine's Day. It's not worth it. And go to our Instagram and look at our pictures and leave us a good review and have a great Valentine's Day. And we will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Happy Valentine's Day, bitches.